Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 164 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. Thank you for hanging out with me today and listening to the pod. I hope you're having a fantastic day and doing something super fun like going to the gym or going to the park to get outside or walk the dog. Give your dog some love from me too while you're at it. So today's episode, you guys, I'm pretty excited about this. This is going to be cool. And honestly, you can thank my assistant, Reagan, for this one because you guys probably have figured out that I am very much a type A personality, right? I am a list maker. I am a planner. And I will have all of these ideas of content I want to create, right? I have all these lists of podcast topics, um, things, I, topics I want to do videos about, mini courses I want to create, master classes. You know, I love doing all those things, webinars. I do all these things with you guys. And so I just have all of these lists of topic ideas and content ideas. And it gets really overwhelming for me, you know, because I'll be reading through all these endless topic ideas and possible titles for episodes and and I can get really overwhelmed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if that's a good idea, if that's a bad, do they want to hear about that? Do they want me to talk about that? Does that sound dumb? You know, I have no idea. So a while back, I sat down with my assistant and I handed her this list and I was like, pick 10 things off this list that you think sound cool. Now, my assistant is not an addicted person, right? She is a totally non-addicted, one of those weird people. And <laughs> God bless her. I love her. And I just want it, I have to get it out of my head and out of my control, you know, because I'll just second guess everything and talk myself out of it. And and I don't know always what will be cool to you guys, you know, so I just hand her this list. I go, I want you to pick 10 things off this list that sound cool, that sound interesting to you, that you might like to know more about um, for me to record podcasts. And she came up with this topic. She's like, oh, I love this life coach versus recovery coach. Well, see, that's been on my list for probably a year and a half. And I keep talking myself out of doing an episode about it because I was like, well, maybe that's just interesting to me because I've been a coach for 150 years. And like I saw the whole recovery coach thing become a thing. And, you know, so maybe that's just interesting to me because it's my experience. And she's like, no, I think that sounds really cool. And I said, okay, great. So that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about life coach versus recovery coach and what are the differences and really the core. I want to get into the core of what coaching is about. What makes a good coach if you are looking for a coach or looking to become a coach? Because honestly, one of the most popular questions I get 
and emails I get is about how to become a life coach. You know, what education do you need or what certifications? And there are so many certifications available. Do I recommend one over another? Is there something more reputable than everything else? I get these questions constantly. And and I have my entire career. I think there is a natural curiosity about coaching. And I think you know, 99.9% of us are really good humans. And we have a a nurturing about us, we want to help and support one another. That's a very normal human thing. So yeah, my whole career and I have trained coaches um, in my own kind of coaching dynamic to be to do coaching for me for my business. I have done that I wrote my own training. And There are just certain things I think that are really, really important to understand. But I thought it'd be a great topic for us to dig into life coach versus recovery coach. What are the differences? And then kind of what is the core of a coach and a good coach? Again, if you are looking for a coach or looking to become a coach. Another aspect of this is, especially for those of us with addiction in recovery, I think once you overcome something major in your life, you will naturally want to help other people do the same thing because it's really freaking hard. And you take your experience and what worked for you and you want to teach it to other people. And I have seen this. I have a client who lost 170 pounds And she does this, you know, she became a coach and helps people with major weight loss like that. I think it's really normal. You see now with life coaches, right? We used to all just be under this umbrella of life coach, but now there's all these specialties. You see divorce coaches. When you go through a divorce and maybe it gets ugly and custody and the dividing of assets, those things are really, really challenging. And when you make it through to the other side, naturally you'll want to help other people do the same thing and give them pointers and tips and tricks and do this this way and cope with this this way. Again, it's a very natural inclination, I think, to want to help other people. And the best coaches are the people who are doing their own work. Those are always going to be the best coaches. If I were going to a recovery coach specifically for addiction recovery, I would want that person to also be in addiction recovery <laughs> because they're going to understand it the best. And by the way, that is the distinction with recovery coaching versus life coaching, right? A recovery coach is a life coach that has personal experience with recovery. And you'll hear it called many different things. There's all kinds of trainings now. States are doing trainings and hiring people as recovery coaches in in different entities. Um, It is a peer-based service, which means peer-to-peer, alcoholic-to-alcoholic, as we say in AA. That's what recovery coaching is, peer-based services. So you'll hear titles like peer support, peer recovery specialist, um, or peer support specialist. And that's what it means. It's peer-to-peer, which just means one person with recovery experience working with another person with on recovery. 
And that's really the only distinction between a life coach and a recovery coach. The one thing I want to point out that a recovery coach is not necessarily a 12-step person, right? 12-step programs have sponsors. Sponsorship is specific to 12-step programs. A sponsor in 12-step programs, really their primary role is to work the 12 steps with you. That's what a sponsor does. Now, some sponsors are really fantastic people. They take it a step further. They have a lot of life experience. They love to teach and guide and share their experience. You know, my sponsor was incredible in that way and really became a very well-rounded coach for me. Other sponsors just want to work the steps with you and that's it. But that's the distinction. A recovery coach or a life coach will not work steps with you. That is specific to 12-step programs. That is their thing. That's what your responsibility as a sponsor is. Nobody else is working steps with you. That's specific to the program. So (laughs) just to be clear, now, a lot of us do kind of make our own steps, so to speak, but that's probably one of the most important things about being a good coach to me is you have to have a foundation your belief system and foundation that you are working from. If I didn't have my own foundation from doing my own work, I would not be able to teach you guys how to do this stuff. I mean, that just makes logical sense, right? And you can probably guess my biggest foundation piece is personal responsibility. This is super important to me. It's one of the most life-changing, life-elevating pieces of my whole sobriety and my whole life was getting to a place of taking personal responsibility and understanding personal responsibility. And that's why I'm so big on that piece first and foremost, because we tend to be, as people with addiction, This is human nature, by the way. Everybody, a lot of people have this thing. It's not specific to addiction. I think as people with addiction, we we definitely, we kind of take it next level, you know, (laughs) like selfishness, like most people are selfish and entitled, but an alcoholic is selfish and entitled on a whole new level. So this is very human nature that we can fall into this victim role and blaming everybody and everything for the state of our life. And that is just not the case. You know, we want to blame the job, blame the spouse, blame life circumstances. My life sucks because of this and because of that and because of that. Your life is in the state that it's in as a result of choices you have made. And I do not say that to be a jerk. I say that because I want you to understand how much power you have. You are not powerless in life. You have all kinds of power and control over what your life looks like and how your life is unfolding. That is 100% within your power. But if you are stuck blaming everybody else and everything else for your circumstances, then you're giving all those people and situations, all the control. I don't like that. 
okay? Alcoholics and addicts are also control freaks. So I like knowing I have that control. I liked understanding that my crappy relationships weren't the guy's fault. It was my fault because I was choosing crappy guys. That's my responsibility. And if somebody treats me poorly, it's my responsibility to leave the situation where I used to sit around and blame them. Why are they so bad to me? Why is he lying to me? He's such a terrible person. And then I would stay. Like, what is the insanity in that? It's my responsibility to leave and get out of that. It's my responsibility to fix myself so I make better choices. It's my responsibility to dig into my issues, whatever they are. You know, you hear me talk about being lazy all the time. I struggle with that. I am intrinsically, my default mode is lazy. I will always struggle with that. Um, Codependence, low self-esteem, high anxiety, catastrophizing, like I had all these things and those are nobody else's responsibility. That's nobody else's fault. Now, are some of those things side effects of life? Yeah, for sure. Things happen. Things happen in life and you get, it makes your anxiety worse. You know, you have trauma, you get bad anxiety. You get your feelings hurt. Somebody treats you crappy. You get low self-esteem. Yes. They things happen as a result, but I have the power to learn to make better decisions and I have the power to learn how to pick better people to be in my life. Then I don't have all that drama and problems. So that's why my core foundational piece of everything is personal responsibility. If I shoot off at the mouth which I definitely do. (laughs) You know I do. If I shoot off at the mouth, I have to take personal responsibility and make amends for that. Not get in this, well, they started it or they said this and that made me do this. No, we're not five. I'm a grown woman and I can take responsibility for what I do and when I misbehave and I can own it and say, you know what? I apologize for saying it that way. That was rude. It was disrespectful or it was condescending or I was just being a jerk. And I apologize for that. Personal responsibility. Not getting in this tit for tat, going back and forth, victim mindset of everything's happening to me. That person treats me so terribly and that's why my life is like this and that's why I feel this way. No. I am my responsibility. You are your responsibility, okay? That is my key foundational piece. Now, you also know I am pretty no BS. I'm very direct, right? And a lot of people really like that about me, and some people really don't like that about me, and that's okay. But that's a part, that's just who I am as a human being, right? That's not a, that's not a foundational coaching piece that that is a deciding factor in how I work with my clients, right? That's just who I am as a human being. And I am that way because that's the approach that works best with me. 
I don't want to beat around the bush. I don't want to play a guessing game. You know what I mean? I want you to tell me, like, what am I doing? How can I get better? How can I fix it? How can I be a better person? How can I make better choices? Like, I want, like, give me the information. I'm ready to go. I don't want to beat around the bush and play a guessing game. And this is why I say to people a lot too, especially when I work with couples, you know, because everybody wants everybody else to be a damn mind reader. But don't make people read your mind. Speak for yourself. This is, again, personal responsibility. Speak for yourself. Say what you need. Ask for what you want. Don't expect people to read your mind. It's not fair. No, None of us have a crystal ball. I cannot tell what you're thinking. I cannot tell how I'm failing you if you don't tell me how I'm failing you. And I can't fix it if I don't know. So again, personal responsibility, speak for yourself. Another core piece for me that I coach from is action. You know, I'm very big on action. And that's probably because, again, my default mode is lazy. So this is something I have to consistently challenge myself on and push myself on. That does not mean I do it perfectly all the time. You guys, I need you to really understand I talk about my shortcomings and my struggles because I want you to understand I have them too. Sometimes I think you guys feel like I've been sober a really long time and and I'm a successful entrepreneur and you think that I've been that way forever. This has all been a part of my journey. I still have struggles. You know, the last couple of weeks, I have really struggled with procrastination and I guess some laziness. I don't know. I just, I don't have any dang motivation right now. <laughs> you know, like it's just been really hard for me to follow through on the smallest things. Like it's, it's crazy, but I'm just, you know, we have peaks and we have valleys. Right now I'm in a valley. I'm not beating myself up for it. I can, I can give myself some grace. It's just something that happens. Now I do have to make sure it doesn't go too far. You know, at some point, like if I don't come out of this in, in a few days and start getting back to normal, then I'll have to take some action, right? I'll be calling my coach going, listen, I, I need some accountability because I'm not doing it on my own. Again, personal responsibility, right? Reach out, reach out for help, tell on myself. I need some accountability. I need somebody to help me follow through right now because I'm sucking at it. But action is so, so, so important because you will not get anywhere without taking action. The majority of the world just talks about things or thinks about things. The majority of the world never takes action. And I want you to be a person that takes action. Don't just keep it in your head. Don't just daydream about the sobriety you want and what you want your recovery life to look like. You go out and build that damn thing. Let's build that thing and make it happen. Don't just think about it or daydream about it. Let's put that thing together. You have that power. You have that control to make your life whatever you want it to be. But you have to take action. I used to sit and dream about all the vacations I wanted to take because, you know, I'm a wanderer. I want to wander the globe. And <laughs> I would always dream about all these places I wanted to go. And I'm a scuba diver and I'd love to dive there and I'd love to dive there. But I would never take any action. It would just all live in my head and me running my mouth about it. And at some point, 
I started taking action. And I thought, you know, I'd really like to go to whatever place. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just Google it. Let me just look. That's why I tell you guys Google stuff. <laughs> like, that is the best first step to taking action. Google it. Like, what would it cost to go to this country? And are there package deals? And are there dive groups that I can go with and dive vacations? And I just started, that's action. Start learning about it collecting information, educating yourself, that gets you one step closer to doing it, right? Action is so, so, so important. Another foundational piece for me is gratitude. Because I'm selfish and entitled. (laughs) I think we can all relate to that. And that is part of the human condition. You know, we are selfish. And I know for me, I can certainly take that to another level because I'm not married. I don't have kids. My whole life literally revolves around me and my dog, right? Me and Henry, that's it. So I have to be really mindful of this. And gratitude is such a key component in this whole thing. I never understood how entitled I was until my sponsor pointed out to me like all the things that I have every day of my life that I wasn't taking a moment of gratitude for. Like we're so entitled, we just expect to have a nice place to live in a refrigerator full of food and a car in the garage and a job to go to and kids in great schools and whatever, all those little tiny things. I never took a moment to be grateful for that. I never thought about how fortunate and blessed I am to live where I live and to be able to go to the grocery store and buy whatever I want. Well, when it's not coronavirus. But you know what I mean? Like we just expect that. That's entitlement. We just expect that we have all of those things. And when I learned to have gratitude for the smallest things, that is a game changer. I mean, truly a life-changing concept. And I was just talking to one of my clients about this the other day, probably seven or eight years ago, maybe, I did this 30-day gratitude challenge, and it was amazing. It was so freaking good, and it changed my life because it really challenged me to be grateful for things that never even entered my mind to be grateful for. And gratitude is a game changer, 150%. And I will always reframe when we are working together, I will always reframe to a place of gratitude. Because again, if you get stuck in that negativity and that victim mindset, that's not going to get you anywhere, right? I can't be stuck thinking about everything I don't have or everything I don't like. Like that sucks. That's not going to get you anywhere. I want to think about all the great things I do have and have gratitude for those things and and recognize that not everybody has all those things, you know, and I, I want to come from a place of gratitude always. Another big one for me is connection. 
You know, and there are a lot of things. These are kind of the broad sort of categories. You guys know I talk about all this stuff in every single episode. I just want you to see as a coach, this is my foundation that I coach from. And if you're going to go to a coach or if you want to be a coach and be a good coach, you should have your foundation that you coach from. And Connection is huge for me because I know, especially on the addiction side, and you know, I'm I'm a life coach. I work with people on all kinds of things, and I always have. I happen to also be a recovering alcoholic, and that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. That's what led me to my calling and my path in life. So, of course, I work with people with addiction also, but I work with people on all kinds of things in life. And connection is such an important piece, especially in addiction and recovery, because our natural inclination is to feel guilt and shame and embarrassment and to retreat and isolate and disconnect. So we have to peel that away as much as possible and get connected. We have to share ourselves with each other and share our experiences with each other. That's how we conquer this thing. So connection is a big, big foundation piece. I talked about all that way longer than I intended to. (laughs) But one thing I will say, you guys, always be in the process of your own work. And always when you go to a coach, I think it's really important. This is strictly my opinion. But for me, when I'm seeking out coaches, I always want somebody who's in the process of their own work also. If you are going to coach me on something, I want it to be something you know inside and out, something you've experienced, something you've gone through all the emotions of and have overcome the obstacles. And that's who I want coaching me. You know, I used to know this lady a long time ago, and she was an executive coach, but she never had an executive job. And I was like, well, how do you teach people? Like, I understand you can learn concepts and stuff from books and reading and whatever, but if I want you to teach me, if I'm hiring a leadership coach, I want that to be a person that has leadership experience, who has been a leader, who is a good leader to teach me to be a good leader. That's just makes sense to me. The last thing I'll say that I think is the most important is ongoing education. You have to always be educating yourself. You want a coach who is always educating themselves. There is so much research all the time and new findings and things that are coming out about how the brain works and new information about habits and memory and lifestyle and mindset, like all these things are happening all the time. And it's my responsibility as a coach to know what's going on in that world, because I can't help you and guide you and teach you if I'm using skills and things that we used 10 years ago. I have to be in today, especially in addiction, because that's a world that's changing so fast. There's so much new information all the time and new research showing what's successful and what isn't so successful. But you know, too, I read a long time ago that the most important factor in a good helping relationship, and when I say helping, it's a helping professional, whether that's a doctor, a nurse, therapist, a coach, a psychiatrist, a counselor, any helping person, right? We are in the business of helping people. 
the most important aspect of any helping relationship is that you trust the person you're working with. It's not so important. And I learned this the hard way too, because I had so much college and so many certifications and all this stuff because I thought it gave me more credibility. And I wanted all these letters after my name because it made me feel really cool. But as I sat in my office day after day, or I was flying around doing interventions all over the world, nobody ever asked me what any of the letters stood for. Nobody ever asked me about my education or what I had done or how I had educated myself. Nobody ever asked about that stuff because it was obvious I knew what I was doing, right? I speak from a place of knowledge and experience and that trust is the most important factor. You have to trust the person you're working with. You have to trust that they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. And to be that person, in my opinion, you have to always be educating yourself. This isn't about going through one certification program and then being a coach for 25 years. I have to always invest in my education and new techniques and understanding new technology and offering the best things I can offer to my clients. And I would say that with any doctor, therapist, anybody, always, 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 you have to educate yourself on what's happening. Another thing I think is super important is as a coach, I have to be able to meet you where you are. You hear this term a lot on the professional side for sure, um, but let me tell you what that means. I've been sober a long time. If you've been sober a month or 60 days or six months, I cannot expect you to see recovery and sobriety the way I see it at 15 years. It doesn't work that way. I have to understand where you are in your journey. And I have to come to you at that place and help you from there. I can't expect you to see it or understand it the way I do. Also, even when you get to 15 years sober, your outlook and thoughts and opinions probably won't be the same as mine, <laughs> right? Because our personal experiences dictate that stuff. So I can't teach you or guide you from where I am. I have to come where you are and teach you and guide you from there. And this is why it's so important to have your foundational things that you coach from, foundational principles that you coach from. Because with those pieces, with that foundation, I can meet you wherever you are. And my foundation of teaching and coaching and guiding is still the same. And I only have that foundation from doing my own work, from getting sober and staying sober, from going to school and overcoming all the obstacles and battles that was, uh, from rebuilding my self-esteem from nothing and repairing my codependence and bad decision-making and irresponsibility and financial irresponsibility and relationship issues and communication, right? Those are all the things that have been a part of my journey that I have really had to dig into and educate myself and self-correct. And that's what gives me the ability to help other people do the same thing, is 
always doing my own work and having that awareness and having that foundation to coach from. And this way also, the other thing I study so much outside of addiction is relationships and communication, because that was my other major struggle in life. <laughs> you know, That was the other thing that I did not do well. So I put a lot of time and energy into understanding the dynamics of interpersonal relationships and how we affect one another and respond and react to one another and the differences in men and women and how to be better at communicating through those differences. That's the other thing I'm obsessed with, communication, because I think the majority of our problems stem from the fact that we can't effectively communicate and we can't effectively communicate with each other. So that's the other thing that I obsess over and love so much. So that's what I'm talking about, okay? Life coach versus recovery coach. It is virtually the same thing. A recovery coach just has personal knowledge of that recovery journey and focuses on that, but not a sponsor, right? Sponsors are specific to 12-step programs, and they are there to guide you through the steps and the 12-step way. Um, coaches don't work steps, for sure. So, and I think people don't really understand that. Like sponsorship and steps are specific to 12-step programs. Outside of that, it's coaches, mentors, things like that. But a life coach and a recovery coach, again, are basically the same thing. A great coach will always be educating themselves. They will have their own foundation to pull from and teach from. They will know how to overcome those obstacles because they've done it themselves and they will constantly, always and forever, be continuing their own education to always be the best coach they can be. And that is what it takes to be a great coach. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. You know how to find me if you need anything, and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.